Hi, welcome to Rockstart Socks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, Gay Meat, or my slight involvement with the band Say Anything. Hello, my name is Becca High, and today I'm drinking uh, mango plus black tea, aha, sparkling water with caffeine and electrolytes. I literally chugged one of those the other day at work, and it's good. Mm-hmm. But I also think it made my heart hurt later on in the day. Oh, I need the caffeine. I'm so unprepared for this because 30 minutes prior. Well, okay. Sorry to our guest um, <laughs> <laughs> that we have yet to introduce. But I have to just say I'm so unprepared for this because I have been working on so many DIY projects in the past week that I have not done anything else. <laughs> and... Um, It's all I do. And so before this, I rested my eyes for like 30 minutes rather than sit down and like do any actual research. (laughs) Literal grandma vibes. I'm addicted to that. Resting your eyes is a real thing. She's not sleeping. She's resting her eyes. Literally my grandma, like growing up with her, like living with us every day, I'd like come down like the stairs at like 3 p.m. And she'd be like, eyes closed. And like the recliner would be like, Nana, are you asleep? She's like, no, I'm just resting my eyes. Exactly. Uh, You don't. It's giving grandma. Yeah. You don't go fully asleep. You don't go for Okay, well, before we intro our <laughs> iconic guest, we're just going to make him wait literally forever. What are the DIY projects you're working on? Um, so I'm tiling a little cube table I have. Um, and then the coffee table I brought back from North Carolina. I spray painted that and then I'm just tiling the top of it. And then I also... Uh, and making for this for my very blank wall back here this like hanging rope art piece thing that I'm basically mm, saw macrame? <laughs> yeah but it's like it is but it isn't I saw it on Etsy and it was like $500 and I was like I'm just gonna do this myself and it was like it turns out it's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Okay, well, I truly cannot wait to see the final product. Um, Okay, so today is a very exciting day for the pod. Um, We're joined by an iconic guest, and I actually have the privilege of being in the same room as our iconic guest um, for the first time in podcast history. Um, Today, we're joined by none other than James Reddick. James, how are you? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm good. (laughs) Nice to see you in person. James, would it have been insulting if I was like James Reddick from Stereo Gum, or is no? That... that that I unfortunately or fortunately do feel like that's my identity <laughs> perception shift. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I've been Stereo Gum since I've been online, basically. So I think that's valid. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean that's how I met you. So. Yeah, how um, cute. James, are you located? Are you? Sorry, I like cannot form a freaking <laughs> sentence right now. Are you located in North Carolina or are you only I, there for fun? I am <laughs> I am not here for fun. <laughs> I am located in North Carolina. Uh, I've lived in Wilmington, which is a short short while away from Carl for like over 2 years now. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, I've been around. Cool. Becca's originally from here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I uh, live in downtown Wilmington. 
not to like dox myself. <laughs> You're doxing yourself <laughs> on our pod. But yeah, I've been here for a couple of years. My boyfriend went to grad school and I follow him down here from New York. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Still here. Nice, nice. Living so, and loving yeah. it. <laughs> okay, well, the three of us are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album called Live It Out by the band Metric. Live It Out came out in 2005, September 27, 2005. I think I discovered it personally shortly thereafter. And I found out about this band personally through my friend Dylan, who um, had seen them on the homepage of MySpace when he was logging in one day and was like, this band looks cool. Went and listened to a song. was like, this band is cool. And then showed me, which I think is one of like maybe five, six times Dylan ever showed me a band before I showed him a band. But this is, yeah, I always associate this band with Dylan. Or just like Emory Haynes with Dylan, basically. He's a super fan, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Becca, is that how you discovered Live It Out by Metric? Probably. <laughs> cool. She hadn't really done the soul searching to um, to justify I mean, it's that. in my iTunes. I remember it being on my iPod and listening to it, specifically this album. I don't think I listened to the other one as much. Um, by other one, do you mean Old World Underground? Where are you now? Comma, where are you now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, just kidding. I That album, okay, there's a reason. There's only one song from that album in my iTunes, so. Really? That's yeah. a mistake. You got to rectify that. <laughs> okay, well, James, what was life like for you when you discovered Living Out by Metro? Uh, I was 13 years old. Well, I guess I was 14 when I discovered them, and I discovered them through the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. Wait, what song? So, Monster Hospital. Oh, was fitting. on an episode <laughs> in Kid You Not, um, a scene where a guitarist gets his fingers chopped off while um, loading his gear back into a van. And then Monster Hospital plays. It's a um, little on I'm the not nose. sure. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> on the nose. I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I discovered them through that. And I think they were just on the actual soundtrack, which I had the CD of. And like the song, found the album, got really into them, and yeah, been a metric fan ever since. Okay, I'm under the impression that you like Old World Underground, comma, where are you now, more than Live It Out, yes? I do, yes. Okay, so you worked backwards, though, so you started with Live It Out. I did start with Live It Out, and then got the other one, probably off. Hit my head on the mic. Um, Kazaa or something, or whatever the heck I was using back then. Yeah, or LimeWire, maybe? Yeah, probably LimeWire. Yeah. What was the one in between Kazaa and LimeWire? Was that Morpheus? Did you ever have that? I don't think I had Morpheus. It was really broken. I think I had it for like a week and was like, okay, this is going to kill my computer 10 times faster than normal. Um, But okay, interesting, cool, strange. I literally had no idea about the Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's where I discovered like literally all the bands that I liked Um, this era. So it was like like this, Tegan and Sarah, and I think like Death Cab. Well, no, I, I discovered Death Cab before, but Tegan and Sarah was another... Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. <laughs> Were you a Grey's fan? Were you like watching the apps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. figured if you real you... time, like when, whenever it premiered, I like I definitely watched it when it premiered. Interesting. Yeah. You having the receipts about the fingers? That is disgusting. Do they show it happening? I don't remember. I, I have. I didn't really watch oh, the man, scene. I, I didn't do clip. enough preparation <laughs> for that. Yeah, I mean, James brought notes. I did bring notes, which is iconic. Um. Okay, Becca, shall we dive into some of the critical eval of this band and this era for them? Yeah, what um, metric song wasn't 
there a metric song in Scott Pilgrim? There, it's Black Sheep, which is not, it's like not on an album. It's like its own song. Oh, okay. Um, and then I think recently they just finally released the version that has Brie Larson's vocals on it. They did do that. Nice. They did do that. Yeah. James, did you write about that? I can confirm. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't ask you that question every time. I, <laughs> I want to know. Um, okay. So I just want to go ahead and um, address the elephant in the room. Pitchfork gave this record a 4.2. My jaw was on the floor when Brutal. I opened that freaking link. I was like, do, do, do live it out it's gonna be so good 4.2 who ryan dumball <laughs> dumball i dare is he he's important at that website is he not i James, hope not guess? i think he still works there the, i think he's like a longtime editor there this review is uh it's atrocious oh i can't God. Of course, it kind of. I was also gagged by the four point two of it all, and then I went back and looked at the one for Old World, and that is a higher score, but it still just like continues to reference the fact that Emily Haynes was, you know, featured on a broken social scene song, and then the next two record reviews after that continue to reference broken social scene. I'm like, stop! Like, you know, she gets like one song per record. Like, yeah. she's not. Uh, don't define her by that band. It's so strange. It's so weird and crazy, and like. Oh, I feel like if it were, uh, I mean, what's his face from Broken Social Scene? James Shaw produced this album, but the whole time they're criticizing Emily Haynes. Like the most insulting line is like, blah, blah, blah. I was inevitably disappointed with their full length album, Old World Underground, Where Are You Now? It's new wave spunk and blunt cynicism, hardly an apt musical foundation for Haynes, who I prematurely pegged as a quaint little girl lost indie savant. Nasty. That's 2005 for ya. Literally double middle fingers up to that. It is very 2005. You're so right. God, just like the, it pisses me off. But it's also just so crazy because Jimmy Shaw, James Shaw, is like one of, he is the main guitar, he's the only guitarist in Metric. Like Metric is his band as well. Yeah. It's such a strange, it's just like, I don't, that whole angle, I'm like, like truly we need to revisit this and reevaluate this like correctly because it's fucked up. What's, what has occurred here with this band on the website pitchfork.com? Well, what I would assume is that they begrudgingly had to cover Metric because they were so in on the ground floor of broken social scene okay yeah. and i think that i don't know if if there wasn't the broken social scene connect if like the kind of music metric was making at that time they would have really paid attention to so when they had to they decided to go knives out that's yeah i mean that's a you're i totally see that i think that's a very valid pov and it's funny to think that like at that time pitchfork was totally avoiding like capital r rock period yeah. So I like forget that, that it was like, it had to sound, it had to be like mildly lo-fi and kind of crazy and pulling from other genres of music. If it was rock, it was like invalid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, James. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Wow. Professional vlogger with the POV we need on this pod. Um, Okay. Well, yeah. So that's, that's its own whole spiel um, that makes me sad and upset, but unfortunately it's true. Enemy gave it eight out of 10. That's cool. We love that for them. Um, but okay, shall we dive into track listing? Becca, are you okay? There's a loud sound outside, but I think it was just a car. 
I could not believe how loud the car alarm was in the last half. <laughs> so annoying. I figured out whose car it was because it keeps doing that. Oh. And if it proceeds to keep doing that, I'm going to leave them a note on their car that says, um, uh, I think something's wrong with your car alarm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Live It Out opens with a long song. I was going to say little song, but the song is long. Um, and it's called Empty. Let's look at Miss Lyrics for Miss Empty. Okay. Um, James, let's, since you're you're Miss Guest, let's yes. start with you. How do you feel about Empty by Metric? I think it's a good introduction. I like that it's like a minute and a half of nothing. And then like out of nowhere, it sort of like jump scares you into being loud. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's fun. Okay. It, I love that. It really is a jump scare. Yeah. Truly a great way to put it. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> we like have talked a lot on this pod about like the trope of like quiet, loud, quiet, yeah. loud. Um, but I think that this is a song that really like slays quiet loud, quiet loud. Because when I there is also something so like kind of mindless about how repetitive that riff is, but I think that it works to, with like how the song is structured and like the way the lyrics are like so repetitive too. I don't know. It's like I don't. It's cool. It feels it, everything about the song feels right to me. Yeah, and it's like a good introduction to the album because I feel like like this is the sound you're gonna get. Like once it gets loud, it's like it's basically what live it out is yeah um, you get the like atmospheric like yeah quieter like more slow moving parts but then you also just get a ton of riffs yeah which i think if i were to have a criticism of the record and which is why i was like anxious to do this one this metric album is because i feel like it is like a lot of like the same like thing <laughs> yeah, just yeah really really critical there but <laughs> it's like a lot of the same sound over and over yeah. like the same like like really like crisp guitars and then like just like rah. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's definitely the more like um, deep beat sort of, and then also like '90s grunge record. Yeah, uh, for sure for them specifically. Beck, are you okay? I see you looking out the window again. There's something else crazy happening. Sounds, noise. The enemy is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, how do you feel about empty? Dude, I think it rocks i think it actually <laughs> fucks i will go say go ahead and say i think it fucks um i don't i just like think of this like early 2000s it fits right into the genre of indie rock that was going on like it makes me think of franz ferdinand and that's the only reference i have but i mean i feel like this riffage is not like you can make a yeah, yeah, yeah comparison or something yeah. like that. And, like, the opening is very pretty. That little repetitive... Like, that's kind of... Which, like, I don't want to make the broken social scene comparison, but that's, like... It's, like, leading you down that path, but I wish the Pitchfork reviewer took the hint once the heavy guitars come in and scare you and get it gets so loud and heavy that, like, this is going to be what the record is you know yeah i think it's pulling from like a lot of different things that were occurring in indie rock at that time and not even just indie rock but like mainstream rock in general and i think it's mixing them together in a way that's really digestible more digestible to someone like me than a band like broken social scene where i'm like i'm in it for when it's pretty i'm in it for when it's cool but i'm not in it for when it's like meandering as fuck yeah um and but like i think that this song this song kind of is the more meandery. I, I won't. I won't take any broken social scene slander. But <laughs> okay, they're both great. 
okay, well, interesting. Fans can be good. Mm, I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. I love that band so much, but um, you know, this was more immediate for someone with a really like short attention span, yes. like me. Um, but I agree. I think empty rocks. Same. Yes. It rocks. It rocks. <laughs> I'm the only one saying it fucks. I don't think it fucks. I think other I'm, songs on the record. I'm saving fuck. my fucks for later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Becca, I, I'm addicted to you dropping a fucks on track one. I uh, love it. It's so fun. <laughs> also, I just love the lyrics. I love just there. There's no way out. The only way out is to give in. Mm-hmm. And then just there's like a, the whole rip. rip repeating shake your head it's empty it's fun yeah, yeah. Ca- calling me stupid which is true <laughs> but i think that she like i feel like uh, from my perspective it's like she revels in that feeling like this is celebratory of feeling that way yes. which is cool i'm so glad that i'm an island and then the very out like the outro lyrics of the sickness was fixing me some coughed out my heart in the last stall now that the damage is done i never missed it at all it's like yes there She's is so good with like outros like all these songs have like great like things that just like flip the song on its little head truly my friend morgan and i like are constantly talking about how like i we both trust her with our life it's like she's such a tasteful lyric writer yeah. that it's like even if you don't love the song musically you're going to find something about it that's like oh my god yeah she slays we love miss emily um okay so that leads us to track two track two is a song called glass ceiling i do kind of think i have one criticism of the song and it's kind of like that this bouncing sort of like toiling rolling guitar part is annoying but i think that it works really well with what the song is delivering lyrically like i think that they both complement each other really well yeah um, james yeah I, I would agree that when i so when i was listening to this a couple of days ago and i was trying to come at it from like a first time listener i was like i could see how someone might think this is annoying. Like, they're wrong. But, like, <laughs> it could scan as annoying. Yes. Yeah. It has that potential. Yeah. James, what else do your notes say? Uh, it says, more crunch and the keys, LOL. <laughs> I literally, when the high piano stuff comes in, like, at the midway point, I'm addicted to that's that. Like, that's like classic, classical music. <laughs> like, it is also a classic Jimmy Eat World move. Yeah. Wow. I every time it happens, I like LOL. It's just so funny to like think that that in my I'm assuming that was probably like an afterthought, like a producer's afterthought, where it's like they're listening to the song, and they're like, what else can we like do here? And then someone just like goes crazy on the high end of the piano. It's like, okay, this works. <laughs> it makes me LOL. Don't you think that okay. guitar is very um, kind of like the kills? It is that like unfortunately, it is that kind of like blues, rocky, low. I, I want to say, like, toiling. I don't even know what adjectives describe what the guitar, like, how it's moving. It's so, um, it's interesting. It's not necessarily, it's very bluesy. It's not really my gig at all, but um, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any lyrics in this song I adore? I really I don't know. There's a lot of who's. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at my shoulder. Hey, let me zoom in a little. <laughs> my, my terrible eyesight. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, there are a lot of who's. Um, amputate plasticine. I'm like, okay, literally, she took the SAT. <laughs> oh, actually, one funny thing. What metric memory I have. Okay. Speaking of SATs, <laughs> I distinctly, for some reason, know that I listened to the closer of fantasies, Stadium Love while being driven to my SAT in high school. 
I love that. I wanted to bring that up and I... I'm glad you said SAT because it reminded me. I'm addicted to that. So I, that song is amazing. Yeah, I love that song. That fantasy says, I think for a long time, this was my favorite me- metric record. And as they like kept releasing music or just over time, I was like, you know, I think I'm always going to adore this one the most, but then, as more time went along as I got older, I was like, Fantasies is just so fucking amazing. And also, Synthetica is slept on, too. Yeah. Synthetica, this record, and Fantasies, those are my top three. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did do a metric best to worst albums for Saragum a few years ago. Okay, what was the worst? Uh, Pagans in Vegas. I agree. That's really bad. That's like, I think they're only really bad album. <laughs> did, you, did you know the lore about how that record was supposed to be like one of two? No, I was like sort of all like I was not tuned into the metric scene at that point in my life. Yeah, continue. I also had a couple years off during yeah. that time, but apparently they were talking about how like that record was intentionally very electronic sounding because they had written and were about to record like a more kind of like roots rocky, like maybe acoustic guitar driven record that was like more capital S like songs and less like experimental. Yeah. But then that never materialized. So then we just got stuck with Pagans in Vegas, which is like fine, but just not that yeah. iconic. Wow, interesting. I need to re- I need to visit your list. I probably read it when it came out, but now I'm, you know. I, like, forgot I did it for a second, and then <laughs> I remembered when I said I would do this one. I love that. Um, does anyone else have anything they want to say about Glass Ceiling? No. No? I think this song... <sighs> I, I'm going to say I, it's fine. I was going to say it's fine. Um, I think it rocks. Okay. okay, yes. Becca, I'm so happy to hear you enjoying a record <laughs> after last week. Not that you didn't love the kills, but just that, you know. Are you okay? There's a song playing out loud, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say out loud or outside? Yeah. Out loud. I meant to out say loud it's out loud outside. It's outside, and it's out loud enough you can hear it. <laughs> Okay. okay. Sorry. That shit. No, you're fine. I'm, I like. I'm so distracted when there's noise outside. <laughs> Uneditable, outable noise. A beautiful sentence I just said. Okay. Track three is a song called "Handshakes." Um, Say you wanna get in, <laughs> and then you wanna get out. Becca, how do you feel about handshakes? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, oh God, this is like a teacher calling on me when my hand isn't raised. <laughs> Do you want one of us to go instead? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to say straight off the fucking jump that this song sounds like the strokes until you get to the chorus. This sounds like some is this it shit to me. Mm-hmm. I can hear that. You can hear it. Yeah. Just in the way like the, all the guitars are moving. Like the guitar that like follows the vocal melody is one thing. And then when you get into the second verse, the that's entertainment when the cameras roll and you have the one guitar just doing like the single note thing that's like sliding around. It's so incredibly is this it room on fire vibes to me. I can hear that. I was surprised you broke out the annoying adjective for glass ceiling when I feel like this song is a little annoying. Yeah, I guess a no to me. There's something like there's something about when a song is just so like unabashedly this yeah like this genre of rock that like doesn't feel annoying to me it's like when it's like it's like when it's kind of when it's skirting line of this genre but it's also like hitting something else kind of like glass ceiling where there is like the blues aspect of it but also kind of like trying to like be brainier than that yeah that's when it gets annoying to me yeah 
I just think her like little sireny wine. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> that. Okay. But it's like it's cool. Still. No, I, I, I actually love this song. Okay, but, okay. Um, yeah, that is like whoa. Okay, you really went there. <laughs> she really went there. I bet this song is so fun live. Yeah, I've actually never seen them live, which is crazy. Me neither. Um, but I, I would imagine. Yeah, this song, especially the end, the buy this car oh, and drive to work. Drive to work to pay for this car. Okay, those lyrics are funny, but also very relatable. Relatable on the nose. When I was 13, I didn't have a car or a job, but I was like, hell yeah, I feel you. <laughs> when I get one of those things, yeah. I'll get the other yeah. thing. They are a package deal. Um, yeah, I just I just really can't imagine like seeing this band play the song at the, the era when it was like written and new and like not losing your absolute fucking mind um it's so it's it's goofy it's flawed but it works in my opinion yeah i figured it would have been in an apple commercial but it was not i looked it up wow yeah i could see it for the colored ipods yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Like the flashing the colors the people the shadows yeah i wonder if they like were gunning for that and like one of them is ultimately sad that it didn't it's, happen <laughs> i feel like there were definitely bands that were gunning for that and it didn't happen for them that caesar song jerk it out is so crazy the lyrics are like intre- they're they're just like i feel like they're raunchier than people expect them to be i don't know i've listened to that song in like 20 well, years i obviously <laughs> recommend going back as somebody who's like literally addicted to nostalgia like literally just stick it right into my veins i like spent a lot of time listening to things like that being like i felt euphoric when was the last time i felt euphoric and it's like oh yeah when i was like 12 watching an ipod commercials and i'll go listen to jerk it out by caesars on repeat really normal behavior i'm very mentally healthy um but okay i think becca before i deliver my verdict <laughs> did you arrive at anything <laughs> you want to say <laughs> i think this song is fun i still like the lyric drive this car or buy this car to drive to work drive to work to pay for this car i think is iconic and like fuck capitalism baby um crickets <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah you're right I mean, yeah, yeah. it just didn't feel like it felt like you had more to say um, I think it rocks. The second verse is <laughs> it rocks. The second verse is so cute. The that's entertainment when the cameras roll. Can you face the payment for a happy dog and pony show? Everybody loves you, baby. Of course they do. Do you miss me? I miss you. It's a tight verse. It's a really tight yeah. verse. It's like interesting. It's like tongue in cheek. It's kind of sad. It really it does it all. Yeah, she's so amazing. Um, also, I feel like we need we must compliment the other two members of this band, Jules Scott Key and Joshua Winstead, because everything about this band just works. Yeah. No one's doing anything ridiculous or unnecessary or like, you know, distracting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like understandable that Emily gets the blunt of the attention because she's a very powerful presence. But yes, like the only reason it works is like everything around her is like so solid totally and yeah jimmy being like immediately second in line since he literally produced this fucking record so yeah when you're going down through the cred they absorb a lot of it but everyone slays in this band i also think i think handshakes rocks i I think it rocks okay sickening all right track four is a song called too little too late um i'm gonna play five seconds of this song i definitely know it but i just Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Oh, this song is very good. Uh, 
James, do you want to go first? I uh, sure. I like this one. It's definitely like a little bit of like an energy downturn from the other one. But I I, I wrote down this lyric because I think it's like fucked up and funny that she sings this. Which and I sang along to this as when I was thirteen. Is you can take a live wire into the bath with you right. for a feeling you can't find. She literally. <laughs> she is genius, but also like. A demon for making me like think that when I was thirteen. <laughs> like, oh, I kind of do that. <laughs> yeah, it's twisted. But I like shit. this one. It's good. I, I like when they go slow, and I feel like thankfully Emily can do do it all. Yeah, I would argue that a lot of people say that she's best in moments like this. Yeah, that's like a, reading all the pitchfork reviews because I went through all of them after I was devastated by the four point two earlier. I was like, did they ever kind of like start to compliment this band? And they do, and they definitely talk a lot about how this band shines in like down tempo moments. And um, one of them even references, like, her solo work. Yeah. Um, I think, like, this is, like, sort of, like, her solo work. There's, like, another song that comes later that I think is, like, most, like, her solo album. But I love her solo album. It's so insanely good. We, um, famously, we've had Sadie from Speedy Ortiz and Sad 13 down to do that record with us forever. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, scheduling conflicts continue to... It evades us, but it'll happen one day. Um, but also the lyrics right after that, that you can entertain your childhood friends with a tour of the bedroom, laugh to erase the dirt on your mind. I'm like, okay. She like, I, reading her lyrics and just like growing up with her lyrics, I feel like justify a lot of like my thought processes. There's like just a lot of validation in like, um, in how I personally think about things. I feel like she like writes them in a way that I'm like, yes, this is relatable to me. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Becca, what do you think about Too Little Too Late? I love the bass is the star in the song. It's so it's the good. What? The star. The star. <laughs> a star is born. A star. <laughs> it's so good. The bass tone sounds so good. And it's like it's the main good. riff happening. Watch it like be guitar instead. It's bass, right? Yeah. I think it's guitar. Shit. The bass <laughs> guitar is like following... Um, Oh, I just accidentally opened Photoshop. <laughs> um, the bass guitar is like, um, it's like doing what the kick drum is doing. Are you listening to it? <laughs> the guitar, it's low guitar. It's on the lowest string. Okay. Well, I mistook it for bass. No I it. also have not listened to this in like good headphones yet. Um, and as you can see, I'm wearing my AirPods. I mean, those are not AirPods. (laughs) They're non-wireless AirPods. Yeah, the the Apple earbuds. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. This is an album that needs either big speakers or good headphones. I listened to it with AirBuds, and I was like, oh, it's okay. But then I listened to it in the car on the drive here. And I was like, oh, yeah, this, this fucking rocks. There's a lot of cool low-end stuff happening yeah. in this record, which is really cool. Um, re- cool low-end stuff that's really cool, LOL. Yeah. I'm addicted <laughs> to speaking at a third-grade reading level. Um, yeah, I love this song. I think this song absolutely rocks. Mm-hmm. It rocks. Uh, yeah, it rocks. <laughs> the trepidation! <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like I, like I need to, like, like comparatively rock. To, like okay. other songs, which I guess is what Fox is for, but yes. All right, it rocks. Okay, track five, poster of a freaking girl. This song, I definitely am just gonna say off the bat, 
for years as a teen, this was like the sexiest song I'd ever heard. Am I crazy? No, when she speaks French, absolutely. (laughs) This is a song that literally has a line that says, coming in your pants. For the off chance. I love this song. Well, I love when she's singing French and then she just then sings coming in your pants and then goes back to French. That's my favorite moment. And it's it's so she's like so sultry about it. It's uh it's good. Yes, her voice is like oh, we're gonna listen to a second of it because it's just so unbelievably good. Oh my god, as I open Photoshop again, I need to just quit Photoshop. Um <laughs> I Oh, I just love this song. This song is I feel like a masterpiece. Yeah. I love this one. All my favorite songs from this album are like on the back half, which is, I feel, rare. Yeah, that is rare. I feel like, especially now, I feel like a lot of bands just front load a record like crazy. But this one, yeah. I'm trying to think. The come line is obviously iconic. Um, I don't know if there are any other lyrics particularly that I'm like losing my absolute mind i don't know what she's saying in french yeah me neither there is an annotation yes it says i know you do not like your reality you know you do not like your reality over and over again oh but then at the end it says we cannot fabricate the truth and then back to you know you do not like your reality that's cool that's deep yeah yeah this song blows my mind it's just very hypnotic it's hypnotic is a great way to put it and it's so funny um so after the release of this record this band released their lost debut album grow up and blow away love yes i think that this song particularly is kind of like the most obvious like connection to that record yeah I agree. I famously joked that when that record came out, it kind of, it's like kind of acid jazzy. Yeah. It's kind of like weather channel music. And I feel like this song has a little bit of that. Like you can tell that they've grown a lot since that, since then, but you can tell that that sound is like embedded in them, which is cool. I think this is like the, the evolved leveled up version, the blast choice of that sound. I love that song on that album, The Twist. Yes. She like sings about like killing someone in like Las Vegas or something. Okay, is that a fantasy you want to fulfill, James? Um, yeah. James, oh my god, James <laughs> comes on our pod and talks about his murder fantasy. Um <laughs> Becca, how do you feel about Poster of a Girl? Um, for Poster of a Girl, the genius annotation is literally a page long. It's so long. Um, and I was reading that. Um Wow, I didn't realize there was so much French in this song. Yeah, a ton of it. I thought she was just like whispering, mumbling nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) ASMR. (laughs) Oh my god, she's scatting. She's (laughs) scatting on the track. No, the song fucking rocks. It fucks, actually. Um, The song definitely fucks. Yeah. In like more ways than one. Yeah, this song is out there having sex. The song is is fucking. <laughs> the song is absolutely fucking. Um, James, is there anything on your notes that you want to say about the song you didn't get out? Uh, no, I think I'm good. I, I wrote down that it sort of reminded me, and it literally does not remind me at all, but I did write down the words shiny toy gun. 
Okay, it's so funny you'd say that because our friend Dylan, who is a metric stan, also is down on the pod list because he wants to do that one shiny toys. The first shiny toy guns record. Yeah, Yeah, I love that album. Right before this, I was thinking about that because metric makes me think of Dylan, and I was like, I'm surprised Dylan didn't want to come on to do metric. And then I was like, oh yeah, he wants to do the shiny toy guns album. I've never. (laughs) Heard. That album is so important to me. What's her name? Cara something. Cara Faye. Yeah. Cara Faye. Yeah. Have you ever seen... Oh my God, see my mic again. Have you ever seen the vid of them playing like disco acoustic? I don't think so. Oh, James, we have to watch it after okay. this because it is literally... It's one of my favorite things ever because it's just like... Like cringe was always a thing, but cringe definitely was reborn with that. I, like I modern cringe. It's modern out of control. Cringe. Modern cringe was reborn with Shiny Trick Guns playing Lee Disco uh, acoustic for the Fender studio session. Oh Next band okay. name. I, I, cringe reborn. Uh, modern cringe. Modern cringe. I the way I literally don't even think about any of the things I'm ever saying. Okay, I the next song. Um, what track Wait, number? Wait, Carl. Is this? What did you say about Poster of a Girl? It rocks. I said that it it fucks. It fucks. Okay. It's out here fucking. Right. Um. Yes, it's coming in its pants. <laughs> I was be like, wait, it's coming in like over the radio waves. It's coming in his pants. <laughs> um. Track literally sex. Uh, um. A song called Monster Hospital, James's um national anthem. Yeah. So uh, I just want to say that the genius uh the genius annotations it opens the lyrics open with onomatopoeic intro love that and then they spell out the onomatopoeias of it all <laughs> the literal um cheerleader bam chicka bam chicka boom 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 shalang shalang boom shalang shalang boom bam chicka bam chicka boom boom shalang shalang i was thought she was saying she like she like boom she like that boom boom until today she likes she like boom i mean yeah i mean that the last song was fucking so it makes sense um wow i'm addicted to that she likes she like boom the single art i wish i could make this bigger the single art with all the knives that's sick it's i I wonder how you feel about the metric font okay it's horrible yeah it's so like um uh hot topic uh yes band t-shirt I mean, I'm sure that's what, like, whatever brand label they were with wanted. Were they Last Gang? They were Last Gang. But they they actually have never signed to a major, but I'm sure they have, like, they definitely have infrastructure. I don't know what, but. Yeah. Also, just, like, it was a different time. Like, this was cool at the time. Yes. Um, it reminds me so much like as someone who was obsessed growing up with all those bands and was really obsessed with that band Action Action I have like the ability to turn a blind eye to really bad graphic design um, of this era but yeah this okay I just want to say now that I'm like having reading these lyrics as we go through this this automatopoeic intro seems very odd for them it's weird it doesn't fit with the song I don't really get it (laughs) because it doesn't happen again no that's so weird. But I mean, it is very attention grabbing. It yes. works for you. It worked for it me. Work, it did work for me. Um, James, how do you feel about your gateway drug? Uh, I, I love this song. I still think it fucks, even though I, I, don't, know, I don't know if I need to say that yet. But uh, it's good. It's very like Bush era politics. Um, I just feel like it was like definitely about the Iraq war. You think so? Yeah. 
and like also the war in herself but yeah like, i think also about the iraq war that's so funny because i definitely see war in herself more than i see iraq war but also like as a kid being maybe i'm like as. projecting because i know also their first album has so many songs that are about like yeah politics and like the war that i figured like this one has to be too but maybe i'm just no 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 i i'm sure if she was here she'd be like yeah good job <laughs> <laughs> Get it. Let's let's call her. Yeah, let's call oh, Emily Haynes. If you're listening to this, you have an open invitation to come on the pod. Also, Jimmy and um, Jules and um, Joshua as well. Yeah, everyone. I'm impressed that they've all stayed together. Yeah, it's I, it's so relieving when you Google one of the bands you're obsessed with as a teen, and they have a wiki, and you go to members, and it's just been the same people the whole time. Yeah, it's not like a laundry list of strangers that came and went. Um. Yeah, okay. I also, as someone, is this, is Daddy Warbucks a, oh, an Annie thing? I've mm-hmm. never seen Annie, okay. but I've like heard so many people talk about this that I was like, why do I know this? Daddy and now Warbucks, I, I feel like, is a pretty popular reference in songs. Um, this is not the only song talking about is Daddy he bad? Warbucks. Okay, I've been reading up on the genius lyrics, um, which makes me think she's actually talking about war because. Verse two says, monster movie, Daddy Warbucks up against Bobby Fuller, and he beat him hands down, lead in his head. They put a little lead in his head. And uh, Daddy Warbucks is from Little Orphan Annie. He was a free market capitalist. He became a wealthy industrialist during World War One, And then World War Two, he was a lieutenant. Um... Daddy Warbucks is the symbol of both war heroism and war profiteering. And then oh. Bobby Fuller is the American rock musician with the song I Fought the Law, referencing the chorus. Yeah. Wow. And then obviously okay. lead in his head. They shot him in the They head. shot him with a lead bullet. Haynes <laughs> is singing as Bobby Fuller in the war represented by Daddy Warbucks has won and defeated her. Wow. Is that what genius say? It is, yeah. Wow. Is that what Genius said? The like fourteen-year-old that's editing the Genius pages. I mean, we do it. We do it. We talk a lot about Genius annotations on this pod because a lot of them are just very funny. But these are actually very. No, these seem these seem well researched. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. I mean, I don't know if I have a lot to say about this song. I do think that in terms of, um the genres of rock that this band is playing around with on this record. I think that this is my favorite um, because it is taking like kind of garage rocky elements and also like modern rock elements and making them just more interesting somehow, some way. I don't know what they're necessarily doing that makes it different, but it's just good. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Great. Uh, Amazing point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love this song. The way I w- am so stupid and never really thought about it on like a national level is just I'm so smart. Um, That's I think the song uh, rocks. The song fucks for me. Oh, I mean, it is your gateway. Yeah, it's my gateway. I can't. Yeah. I, I think can't it. it rocks. Okay, wow, interesting. Cold reception. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my child yeah aren't you glad you're an island james with your one fox on this song i'm so glad that i'm an island i literally had to just go back so much okay um track seven patriarch on a vespa so i um 
the first time I re-listened to this record for the pod, I have you ever do you do either of you use Apple Music? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to turn on shuffle on Apple Music is so hard. And I must have figured it out once and then never did it again. Um, or like didn't even really think about it ever again. But then I prefer to listen to records for the pod on there because they sound better. So I was listening to it and I obviously started with empty and then it played the song second. And I was like, I know this is wrong. So then like while the, the entire song, like the entirety, t- like the entirety of the song playing, I'm like trying to figure out how to get it off shuffle, which I just thought was really funny. Um, but uh, Becca, how do you? F- Actually, no. We'll start with James. James. Oh, yeah, I feel like I just went. Okay. Well, then Becca, how do you feel about Patriarch on a Vespa? Uh, I'm reading up on Emily Haynes talking about it, which is very interesting. Um, oh wow, the about the lyrics are this are dense. There's like a lot behind it, but I don't know what it is. Um, I'm not writing about being a woman in music. I'm writing about being a woman and playing music. That's a big distinction. But like what okay now i have to like read the lyrics um yeah i mean i yeah patriarch on a vespa this is her like feminist song of like are we yeah, are it, we all brides to be are we all designed to be confined like buy ourselves chastity belts and lock them, organize our lives and lose the key. And then aging and trying to maintain our image and just, you know, the patriarch. Yeah, she's clearly um, facing some inner turmoil about the idea of aging and, um, you know, the... I, they're Canadian, but like the American dream of like you know settling down with someone. Mm-hmm. Dogs on leashes behind fences barking. I love that part of the song, like that whole like fear of. Yeah, those yeah. lyrics are so insanely good. Fear of pretty houses and their porches. Fear of biological wristwatches. Is this like a reference to that movie? Oh, biological clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that movie where they're um, where the people have watches that tell them when they're going to meet their soulmate? Does anyone know this? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I just got to stop talking about no, that. No, no, no. Um, if you're listening to this episode of the pod and you've ever seen the movie where the people have wristwatches that tell them when they're going to meet their soulmate, um, please reach out. I also could just... That's not like the plot of her. Is it? I haven't seen her since it came out. No, I don't think so. It's just like, that's like a woman speaking. It's like Siri. Yeah, that's Siri. Okay. Yeah, that's Siri vibes. Is it called this Timer? Yes. Is who's in it? It's redhead vibes. Who's the main? Who's main girl? Um, you know? uh, is it punctuated like riffraff? Is the I in lowercase? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. That's what I'm talking about. It's wow. um. Oh, I want to think. Oh, it's Emma Caulfield as the main girl who is what's her face from Buffy. Uh, Anya. Yes. Oh yeah. yes. Anya. Oh, it's good. So this was like a Dawn of Time Netflix movie for me. Oh, that's Netflix? No, no, no. Oh, I think uh, I think I saw Netflix. it on Netflix, yeah, yeah. like when it first started. Oh, yeah, because it's probably like, what, mid-2000s? Yeah, release yeah. date 2009, 2010. Well, I love that Emma Caulfield is the main character. A lot of times I look back and, you know, I've talked about how hard it is to have a favorite throughout Buffy, but Anya is up there. I know, same. 
I love her. <laughs> okay, James, how do you feel about Patriarch on a Vespa? Uh, I love this song. I, it's like I think it's probably like my low key favorite from the album. Okay, I think it like rocks, and I, and I think it like does like the like weird like annoying whining thing better than um, Handshakes does, even though it's kind of the same thing. Um, because she also does that in the song. Does she? Yeah, she like it's like ah, she like does it. It's like literally the same thing. Oh, oh, at the ends of the line. Yeah, at the end of the line. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but I, I think it, it's pulled off better here. And yeah, I've always like thought this song was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's like the one that like secretly is my favorite. Oh, it is very dense. Because I like the lyrics. I love like, she does like another outro there where she's like, flips the song again. Yeah, the closing, the outro lyrics are so good that Patriarch on a Vespa runs red and ends up crashed under the wheel. Yeah, you're right. She literally loves to turn a little song on yeah. its little head. I never really like, I think I obviously knew that because I'm a fan of this band, but I like never really thought about like, how she's so good at it. It's like a little trademark vibe, signature move vibe. Becca, I heard you make an aha sound. It was just Did me you... like putting together what she said about like being a woman in music versus being a woman and playing music. <sighs> That's it. That was my <laughs> aha. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a realization like that. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song. Uh, mm, I'm torn between rocks and fogs. I think this song rocks. I think it rocks. That, I think it fucks. Okay, no, you're. Li- <laughs> am, am I overrated? No, 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 no. Okay, you couldn't be. Yeah, I was saving all my fucks for like this stretch. This is this is James's fuck yeah. stretch. This is James's poster of a girl moment um okay let's so we've got track eight the police and the private so i think that this is my favorite song on this record let me just really quick look yeah well this song and then one other song but this song is really good (laughs) i love this song it's so cool i think that the song is like um this song is fun to me because it's um sonically it's it's not doing anything that this record hasn't already done. Um, it's kind of referential in terms of Sonics to like the other slow jam moments we've had on this record, but it's like taking all of those and like mixing them together in a way that like, I would just be devastated if this song was before any of the other slow jams. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's like pulling from them all in like a really interesting, cool way. The hi-hats are literally, it's the dance hi-hats, but they're like tasteful. Um, this is another lyrically dense one that's yeah, this so... Yeah, it's not like the surveillance state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lo- Which in 2005 was like a thing. Like, I don't know, it was like a big deal to even sing about that. No one was thinking about it. It's funny you say that yeah. because last night, for some reason, while working on one of my DIY projects, I put on Mr. Robot, the first episode. I think I watched season one, but I wanted to be like, I need to jog my memory if this is any good. Um... And while listening to this album, I'm like, this feels very, like, Mr. Robot, like, surveillance state, hackers, like, conspiracies on the internet, like, everyone, you know, no crickets again. Paranoia. I just don't. I I don't know Mr. Robot. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it is. I love Becca's like speaking in the most passionate she's been the whole up of the pod and James and I are both like sitting here legs crossed just staring at the um, screen like 
<laughs> it's a it's i don't recommend it's very it's it's, it's rami malek yeah but he's like a hacker he's and he's like yeah. it's very um catcher in the rye like society sucks and everyone's terrible oh my god i just really oh my god i had that the whole time you've been talking about mr robot i was thinking about robot chicken <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, this doesn't sound like what I thought I knew of this thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Literally love to be the stupidest man in the world. Um, shit. Uh, well. <laughs> um, I simply don't know what to say now. Um, and James, how do you feel about um, Yeah, I, I love this one. It reminds me of, um, it's like, I feel like every metric album, or I guess the first two just have like a bleepy bloop song. Always, Which yes. is like this and calculation theme on the first album. Yes. It's that microcorg tone. Yeah. As I, I have microcorg literally right there, yeah. Um, um, but I love this one, yeah. And it's like very, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's so good. I also just think that like, I don't know. She's so, I mean, obviously listeners of this episode specifically or any episode of the pod, um, like know that my brain is not incredibly complex, but I just think that like the imagery that she's pulling here, um, about the, you're truly, you're working for the police in the private. She's talking about the writer, the doctor, the hairdresser, like all that stuff. It's like, I would never like, I just don't even think I could write song, like, a, I don't think I could write lyrics like this. Like she's so like, um, what is there's a word for this where she's like observant of just things and i feel like she's always thinking about all those things that she's observing yeah she's very perceptive thank you keep talking i have to pee so bad okay i mean well we can also just not no keep talking you must okay okay Okay. we're gonna talk a bunch of shit about her now that she's (laughs) sprinted out of the frame um what are some other things i like about this song well i just think it's like very easy to write about nothing and then very hard to write about something like there are no songs i don't think on this album that are like about relationship yeah that's actually a really good point um or maybe there's like what? i can't think maybe there might... no i don't think there are oh live it out the title track oh okay but isn't that just sort of like about living that's about uh, at least one other there's at least okay. one other person in the equation okay. you're living with someone Ugh, yeah um, which is its, its own form of relationship i mean there are a lot of songs and like i feel like emily is good. emily my friend emily miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. haynes <laughs> is good about um i don't know just like making songs like it could be so easy to just have this like the same backbone of the song and then just like have it be about like i don't know the war so yeah. it's like I feel like this kind of the topic at, in here or the topic at play here is very it goes hand in hand like with yeah I, I mean I think this and their first album are just like oh, there's a lot of war songs which I think it was just the climate of like 03 to 06 everyone was like war 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 I'm like now now that you like bring this up I'm like trying to think of like other songs in the metric catalog that are like very like not necessarily like romance heavy but like you know like interpersonal conflict vibes yeah and well, I, guess- I think calculation theme is about is like a romance song but there's only i think there's like 10 words in that song i forget how that song works me too um, i haven't thought about that song in but so i i definitely think there are yeah and i know she like explores this a lot on like solo stuff yeah that's like definitely more of like a looking inward sort of thing yeah i mean yeah i just think she's a great lyricist and i'm sure that has to do with like her dad was a poet yeah and she there's something in the blood or whatever but she definitely like takes a lot of time with her lyrics which is like I don't know sometimes rare for bands like this to like really 
have a great lyricist at the helm. That's really, really true. Yeah. I feel like if my band, well, I don't, I was gonna say if my band wrote a song musically that sounded like this, I would not, um, I just don't think I would have opened this door. I don't think I would have gone down this lane. And I think it's really cool that she did. Um, Oh, this is another one with the little thing at the end oh yeah i forgot about this one yeah gotta get out gotta get to the orphanage is closing in now what is yeah let's read the annotation this line is mysterious because it has nothing to do with the exoteric exoteric wouldn't that be esoteric topics of mass surveillance there's one possible explanation which extends the metaphor of the lonely child made in the song seven rules from the seventh album art of doubt no i'm not we're not doing like yeah we're not not doing cross discography yeah, especially so late in yeah. their career. This is years and years and years before that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, she, I think that this person is just making an uh, observation that she writes about abandonment a lot, which maybe she does. Don't we all? Don't we all? Um, Becca, how do you feel about the police and the private? Did we already talk? Oh, we talked about Robot Chicken. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it... Uh, rock rocks. I also think it rocks. It rocks. Okay. Actually, yeah. No, I still think it just rocks. I do love this song a lot, though. It's cool musically. It's so cool. Um. Okay, so we're on track nine, um, which is a song called "Ending Start." I'm gonna listen to a second of it. This song is criminally underplayed on Spotify. Um, as I click on it a hundred times, it won't play. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why they erased it from history. <laughs> it's actually a glitch. <laughs> um, this is the song that reminds me of her solo stuff. This is just basically like a solo song. This is yeah. I used to forget this song's even on this record. Yeah, but I think it's really pretty, and it's like a good like penultimate track. Yeah. Yeah, I forget this song exists. It's very pretty. It's really pretty. It's like very zone out. Is it gonna scare us in a minute? No, this this song doesn't scare. Okay. This is like giving me like this like gives me like, like Apple screensaver. Like I'm watching it and I'm like somehow like dissociating vibes. <laughs> Apple screensaver is a great way. Yes, great way to put it. Um, wow. Now I'm just like peacefully listening to this beautiful song. I like that. Don't screw. We'll make you swallow your words. That actually, considering we were talking about Buffy earlier, I literally have written here. Buffy's Hush, LOL, because the song kind of gives me Hush vibes. Is Hush the musical? No, Hush is like the um, episode where they all lose their voices. Oh. Yeah. Fellow Buffy but fan. Receipts, Buffy's Hush, LOL. <laughs> I don't, I don't not believe you. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the two of you having a Buffy connect is really cute. We're going to hijack this uh, the pod and do a... It can be a Buffy pod. be a Buffy pod. I mean, whatever y'all want to, if you want to keep editing the episode, you can take it wherever you want. Um, I think that this, damn, I love the guitar doing the, that like descending and then ascending thing is really cool. I think in general, everyone just playing an instrument in this band, which is all four of them, is just very tasteful. And I think a slow jam like this, um, you know. It has to be interesting, and I think they make it interesting. I'm sorry I forgot this song existed. Um, I think it rocks. This song rocks mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. All right, and that brings us to the closing track on this record. 
it happens to be the title track and the song is called live it out um i love this song love this song <laughs> this band is so good at yeah. writing opening and closing tracks or at least just like syncing a record in a way that makes yeah. sense um i uh, oh when everything kicks in on this song the little guitar dan, 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 dan. i'm like i wish i wrote this song <laughs> um becca how do you feel about this song it rocks i'm listening to it <laughs> yeah we, all of us are that little that shit is so good uh, she just has such a good voice and it's just like so i don't know personable and like she like sneers and she's like funny and she like is serious i don't know she's just like so good at like changing it up like line to line yeah oh my god oh my god it's i activated siri. you just activated siri somehow um <laughs> yeah she's like it's funny we talk a lot about how a lot of indie rock of this era is musical vibes and it was kind of like lost specifically lost on me at that era but i think that she has like a musical-esque quality to the way that she delivers lyrics, but they're never, like, she's never, like, Adina Menzel vibes where she's, like, out there, like, belting, like, crazy operatic shit. It's just, yeah. like, it's nuanced, yeah. which I think is really no, cool. I, I think that's definitely interesting. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was, like, a Broadway kid growing up, sort of. Sort of? I was a Broadway kid growing up, sort <laughs> of. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, and, well, no, when I started getting into Dirac, and I was just thinking about this because I just read about Regina Spector recently. And, like, it's, like, a good gateway when, like, a song, like, has, like, a narrative. Yes. Because I'm, like, oh, okay, like, this is, like, something I can, like, latch on to or, like, understand. Stop opening Photoshop. I was just, like, it, it, because, can I tell you how stupid I am? So the, the letters, the P and the S in the Photoshop icon are the same color as the blue of the Zoom. So every time I'm, like, oh, it's the blue icon, I will just click on the first one. <laughs> And it's oh wait now I'm in like the Zoom um like launching board. James, anyway, well, uh, yes. sorry, you mentioned you're like a Broadway kid. I just finished yeah. listening to a podcast called Celebrity Book Club that I okay. love, and they covered Patty Lapone's memoir. I don't okay. I don't know if you're familiar, but I go like in like a general sense. Yeah. I'm like more corny ass Broadway, like Wicked. I was gonna say, like, I do know Wicked. <laughs> um, I mean, I was like ten, so oh okay, yeah. or like ten to thirteen, I and then like that's when I started to transition into indie like, rock. Indie rock, yeah. Okay, I love. What was James? What was the first CD you ever bought with your own money? Oh, I have no idea. I don't have a good memory for that kind of shit. Okay. Um, well, I what mean, was the first like indie rock band that you remember liking? Like Tegan and Sarah. I like bought all the CDs after Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Am I? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love to have you on to talk about another Tegan and Sarah record. Yeah, I'm. I'm here for it. Those are my girls. I was like, I know, deeply I obsessed them. with them. Oh my god! Excuse me. I'm like just chugged like half the. Yeah, that was probably the band I was like the first huge fan of, and then like all of this was like happening around the same era. I was like coming out of Broadway and like going into indie rock. I was coming. You were coming up your <laughs> long <laughs> time yeah. on Broadway. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I think I think a band with like that has songs that are like lyrically interesting. I've always valued. Yeah, I mean, famously, I've talked a lot on this pod about how, like, specifically at this junction in my life, I'm, like, so post-music. I, like, only care about lyrics. It's yeah, like, I, don't, heard, I don't care about music. I've heard every sound. Yeah, like, the sounds you know, aren't interesting. I need, like, there to be, like, a narrative. Yeah, I need you to be, like, 
truly like either telling me the most compelling story or like truly like diary entry like yeah. telling me how the fuck you feel and how life sucks yeah those are the two things i care about now um but yeah i think that there is like a cute narrative at, at play in this song which i don't think i ever really viewed it that way as a teen i definitely was just like thinking about it as like um you know as diary entry vibes but yeah it is kind of like a, a little full story the second verse vertebrae by vertebrae roll your way out of a coma look up the nurse is smiling what luck the nurse is me your old body is dead <laughs> she's like so uh, she's campy yeah she's so campy this band i like that this band is not afraid i like because i just feel like also too like when you're in a band like this where it's like it's four members like writing stuff together like i feel like there's checks and balances at play and i like that or i normally assume because like in my band it's like that but i like that her bandmates like let her go every anywhere she really wants yeah well i'm assuming they like no i feel like when you're around someone that like i'm assuming she's like like just like her vibe is like this well no i just think that like you're not gonna fuck with someone that's like a like a poet or whatever not gonna, i don't like i don't know like you're not gonna like i mean i listen to the guy i'm stupid. a poet and my bandmates will still veto things okay. so <laughs> maybe she's found the right crew emily yeah. james's dad was a poet yeah james yeah. dropped that receipt earlier oh sorry which i knew no, <laughs> she goes she goes oh sorry <laughs> but like make me seem like the asshole yeah james you actually suck ass and are really no. mean i can't believe you came on the pod today to bully my friend back i'm sorry um. i'm like too busy <laughs> this is what happens when i don't do my research beforehand i do it while other people are talking and therefore no. don't listen it's okay i mean we're all the asshole here actually um um, but if we're on the subject of Emily Haynes' poet, I want to shout out poet. her, like, yeah, what I say? Or you said her poet. <laughs> <laughs> As a poet. Yeah. Um, she has a really good solo album. Or not really good. It's interesting solo album from, like, 1996. This is, like, before the soft skeleton stuff. Oh. Called It's Cut in Half and Also Double. It, like, never officially oh, came out. I've heard like, about Dylan, of course, knows all yeah, about this. Uh, it's interesting. It's not like, it's definitely like she was young. But it's it's cool, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. I think I have the MP3s, but it's on YouTube. I'm sure. Okay, um, sickening. I yeah. need to listen. I like forget that it is. I forget that it runs this deep. Yeah, that's cool. She's, yeah, she's really cool. I don't know. Oh wait, she goes back to onomatopoeia vibe. I guess yeah, the siren thing and the yeah. uh is also some onomatopoeia vibe. That. So that makes like the bam chicka bam a little less crazy, but I still view it. And that song is like kind of weird, but I get like it's a recurring motif, even, which is fine. I mean, dum 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 dum, sha la 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 la, dum 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 dum. (laughs) But yeah. Oh, I love the chorus lyrics in the song are so good. Sorry, I'm like literally just taking a second to read them. But I don't want to live it alone. Crash to take a chance. We were going to live it out. Look at you. You're already dead. How will you remember me digging ditches out of boredom? Said you can never leave. Now you're never going to be here again. You checked out. She just writes like, she just writes such full thoughts. It's not just like, hey, you left. Life sucks. It's like, <laughs> she's very, um, she's very thorough and, um, have you guys ever i'm sorry i'm looking at the ads on genius or what is this vibe have you guys seen this no. the things that are like you you pop them it's, just like candy it's like bubble this is a phone case obviously i'm talking about a phone case so it's a, i'm gonna screenshot this um so when i was in um uh 
Martha's Vineyard, all the like tacky beach stores had like lots of products like this, where it's like a uh, like silicone rubbery thing that you it's like essentially bubble wrap or like and you're, like pop it and it pops back. Yes, do you remember the things that you could flip and you put them down then they yeah. pop mm-hmm. and they fly in the air? It's like that, but it's like all in a phone like case. Like a fidget spinner. Yes, um, just oh like my- things to like do with your hand. Yes. I found my old fidget spinner like a few weeks ago and I kept playing with it and I <laughs> forgot about it. But it, they're so addicting to just like do something with. Hey, that's why they exist. Yeah. Oh, wow, I forgot about fidget spinners. Love to like have something funny like that, like in the zeitgeist, and then experience like major trauma that makes you just completely forget it. And then like when you're like back in the world and you could experience something like that again, everyone's moved past it. I could never use a fidget spinner because my hands are too small. Like it would like hit into your yeah inside. Oh, sucks. Really? But I want one of those phone cases. That sounds like something I need. Well, I screenshotted it, and I will okay, send you the send, it, send the link. Yeah, send get the, a virus. You want me to click on it right now and get a beautiful Someone virus on my new computer? Someone who listens to the pod, reach out and uh, get me one, please. Because <laughs> I cannot. Venmo her. I can't buy one yeah. for myself. Ladies and gentlemen, she's unemployed, and all she's doing is DIY projects. I've been meaning, <laughs> I've been meaning to ask, um, how is your thigh after you sanded your thigh? Um, There's still... There's still a little bit of a wound there, um, but that's just because I can't stop picking at it. Um, oh, so yucky. that's cool. Thanks for checking in on yeah. my famous wound. I literally, the way that we hung out, the, when I told Taylor and Trin what we did that afternoon that we hung out, I was like, oh yeah, it was like really fun and like low key. <laughs> we just watched like three hours worth of fail videos. They were like, what? <laughs> And how we went down to the pool and immediately turned around because it was too crowded. <laughs> it was really crowded. Uh, but okay, I think I. this is all just to say, this is a big roundabout moment just to say that I think Living Out fucks. I love this song. I think it rocks. Okay. I think, Question mark. I think it rocks. Okay, well, so does that hurt when this happened to me earlier? No, it doesn't hurt because I think it's cool that we all have different favorite songs on this amazing record. Doesn't that hurt? <laughs> okay, well, there's insane sirens yeah, out. My speaking of sirens, sirens in Southport. Yeah, well, the fire station is truly at the uh, end of my road. Oh, Did not to dox myself. Another fire. Another fire. <laughs> there's fire. Um. Okay, so we've reached the end of the record. Um, oh my god, it's like click on Photoshop again. Stop! <laughs> okay, I literally remove it from all... your dog. No, I have files I'm working on. Um, okay, so we've reached the end of the record, and um, typically now we do a little housekeeping. If there's anything else you want to say about Metric or this record, James, now would be the time. Um, I think they're like underrated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like no one talks about them. Um, yeah. I remember when I did my best worst albums list people were like well there was like a good subset of people that are like thank you like this underrated band like blah 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 and they'd be like who fucking cares about this band like they don't have any like influence or like i don't know you, like i don't feel like anyone like points to them as an influence which is but, so crazy which is crazy because i feel like everyone has listened to them and like likes them but it doesn't feel like they're like in the conversation of like influential bands from this era yeah, you're right. Which and I, is, I don't know if there's like a band that I could point to that like, oh yeah, that sounds like Metric. So like maybe they aren't, 
but also maybe they were just doing things that like couldn't be recreated well i think that it's funny because i know every time i've ever talked about this band online i know someone that will always like come out of the woodwork to be like oh yeah this band is good is actually zoe from kississippi and i know that she like i would argue that like her band kind of skirts a line that you can tell that she i mean there's other things you can tell she's listened to too but like i i don't think like a metric influence is so lost on like the genre of music she makes and like kind of her songwriting style which i think is cool i think metric is one of those bands that is in the conversation but just not at the forefront yeah um and maybe and, i mean i guess these albums aren't that old like maybe it'll start to come yeah have, like, a even me just like i right before we started this i like tweeted some screenshots of the pitchwork numbers just being like this is so fucked up essentially and people are like yeah we need to like revisit this i'm like cool like you know my little corner of music twitter yeah. is saying that then you know other people are i do think that something that this band did that i mean again it's i can't i'm not in any position to give them like career advice but i do think that they leaned really hard into the capital r rock of it all and i know they toured a lot with muse yeah like imagine dragons a couple other bands that are just like very like radio rock and obviously there's money and comfort in that um lane that kind of like comes with touring with those bands but in general i think that like in terms of like being becoming a critical darling like you are alienating yourself from that title not that that title is even worth it um but like you know you're alienating yourself from ever kind of reaching that critical success when you do things like that yeah which is like unfortunate because like god forbid you just like have your own path and make it and people like celebrate that like all kinds of people celebrate that not just like one angle of people but yeah that's all i want to say about metric i think that they're still amazing i still think they're doing really cool stuff but you know I get to a certain extent I kind of like could see why they've fallen out of the the bigger conversation. Becca, what about you? It's it is such it's a shame. shame. It's a shame. I was shocked that they only sold forty five thousand copies of this record. In the US. Right. And also we don't know the last time that number got updated. It's a lot Not that I think- yeah, it's a lot higher in Canada for sure, but that still seems so low. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, well, do we want to do final verdict? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to count to three, and then at the same time, we're all going to say whether we think it rocks, it sucks, it's fine, or it fucks, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm ready this ready? time. <laughs> One, two, three. It rocks. It rocks. I said it fucks. <gasps> because, again, famously, like, outside of fantasies, I think this is my favorite metric record. Synthetica right there in type three. Yeah, I like, think... I think I- I would say Old World Underground fucks, and so this just rocks. Okay, that's it's totally fair. Becky, you said rocks? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, well, wow. James, this was so fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. I literally love to do the pod yeah, IRL. If it's, you ever want to do it IRL again. It's so crazy. I, I'm not leaving anytime soon, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> you love living in Wilmington. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to talk about Tegan and Sarah or literally anything else because I know there's a lot of crossover. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to it, Rox. Oh, wait, yeah, James, James. Where can the people find you online? <laughs> oh, God. I feel don't, like you have a tumultuous relationship online. with this concept. I, I do have a Twitter. It's Jams Reddick, R-E-T-T-I-G. And also, I'm on Stereogum all the time because that's where I work. But I, I try to stay offline and keep a low profile. So it's okay if you don't follow me. Once upon a time, I was hanging out with James and some other people, and we were watching the music video for Drop That Kitty by Charlie XCX. And um, 
James, while we were watching the music video, James was reading about the song on the Wikipedia and found out that he was quoted <laughs> on the Wikipedia for that song. It's like, very weird to come across your name and be like, James Reddick said this song was. And I'm like, where and when? <laughs> but it was also so. iconic because we were talking about, we were all audibly talking about how like, the song was like not very good. And then James found a quote from him about the song wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry to blow your cover like that. No, but I that's just fine. Literally, like, sometimes at my most associative where I'm like, okay, I'm not a human experiencing life. I'm like, oh, yeah, but funny things have happened like that. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Rocks or It Sucks. Bye. 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 It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.